Beatrice Spills the Beans on Codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness, and exploration podcast. B is a mom, social worker, and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Hey friends, welcome to a, another week with Beatrice Spills the Beans. I took a break last month, which I feel like I have been doing month on month off and I just want to tell you that I really appreciate all the support and now that I'm back in school things have been a little more trickier with getting the episodes out and I'm hoping to keep it going but we're just gonna have to see how things go I still have topics I want to talk about, so as long as I have topics coming up, I feel like I'm going to just try to make the time to make it happen. You guys are really important to me, and I appreciate that you listen, even though there's breaks and it's not always dependable, and I apologize for that. I I wish that I could be more dependable with this. Yeah, so I really struggle between the idea of if it should be you know, if I should take a break and then come back to it. So when I make that decision, I'll probably update on my Instagram and just let everyone know where I'm at with that. But this month, I wanted to get an episode out there. I originally really wanted to do an episode on each of the five patterns of codependency. And I, I've hit some of the patterns, I haven't discussed all of the patterns, so today we are going to talk about hashtag compliance patterns, so the episode's on compliance. So with that, let's get started. Compliance. The definition of compliance is a response specifically a submission made in reaction to a request. The request may be explicit or implicit. The target may not recognize that they are being urged to act in a particular way. So compliance to me is, I think that it's a great trait growing up in school, even though people make fun of it um, in academic situations or in an office, you know, working through business In relationships, it's not as good of a trait. And I think that there's a balance in everything. But the idea of compliance is that when you are complying, you are doing it and giving up a piece of yourself because you're complying to a level that isn't honoring your own feelings and or even recognizing that you have your own feelings, thoughts or or actions that you would like. So when you comply, you give up a piece of yourself to make someone else happy. Well, at least that's the compliance that we're going to be talking about today. So the need to be compliant all the time, that's something to think about. What's the drive behind that? So I know for me, growing up in an environment where I felt like the only way I felt safe was to mold myself to be what my caregiver needed me to be because that was 
I don't want to say it's conditional love, but it felt like conditional love where if I wasn't what they wanted me to be, then I was criticized and it made everything more difficult. So I learned how to comply and mold myself to be what they wanted me to be and to not have opinions, not have my own say and just kind of go with whatever they said to make things easier, make my life easier. Some thoughts of why there's a need to be compliant all the time is, is there a need to be accepted by others? Is it a need to be needed by others? Is it for safety reasons like I just described? Do you comply just to feel safe and to keep things calm and to keep the peace? Another way to think of compliance is going along to get along. Sometimes when being compliant due to an unhealthy motive, it can cause a person to be resentful or to lose sight of themselves. So that's the big issue with compliance. Following the rules is different than compliance because compliance is giving up a piece of yourself. You're complying with some a situation when you don't agree with it just to keep the peace. So let's talk about what is compliance? What makes up compliance patterns? What things should you look for? What signs should you look for? Behaviors should you look for to know if you are struggling with compliance issues? So according to CODA.org, some codependence compliance Codependent ah, codependent compliance patterns, say that three times fast, include being extremely loyal, remaining in harmful situations too long, compromise your own values and integrity to avoid rejection or anger, put aside your own interests in order to do what others want, being hypervigilant, regarding your own feelings of others and take on those feelings. So taking on those feelings around you. So that's something I recognize recently with myself, the hypervigilance. I still struggle with that. I notice that when people express their feelings, let's say you have a group of friends and one friend is upset with another friend in the group and they confide in you about it. For me, it takes everything in me to either A, not try to fix that situation or B, to feel this loyalty to the person that's confiding in me and then be angry at that person as well. And I've noticed that in the past, that's a pattern for me. So I have had to learn to let people have their own feelings and I don't need to be invested in their feelings. I don't have to show allegiance by being invested in feeling the same way or being upset with the same person. Like I can allow those people to have those feelings and honor those feelings without taking those feelings on myself. And I feel that it's really important to understand that like the first explanation was being extremely loyal. It's okay to be loyal to people who deserve your loyalty But also in a situation where people are upset with each other and having to take sides and feeling that you need to take sides to either make that person feel good or it's just a compulsion like for myself that I just naturally or it's not naturally, but for so long I've taken on other people's feelings that it feels natural to me that people's feelings are temporary. Like feelings are just 
temporary. So in the moment, they might feel a certain way. And then if you get on the bandwagon and feel that way too and get upset, they're going to resolve their issue with that person. And then you're going to have a strained relationship because you decided to take on those feelings as your own and, and act on them. That can cause a strain in relationships when you are so loyal to someone that you forget your values and your connections with people and you take on their feelings. And so it's really important to be able to differentiate between our own feelings and other people's feelings and where their feelings start and ours ours end and and not getting so commingled with people that their feelings become our feelings. And that's really hard to do as a codependent because it's really easy to take on other people's feelings and try to fix their problems. I mean, that's what codependency is. And so that's just something that that jumped out at me that I just thought I'd share about. So other compliance patterns include being afraid to express your beliefs, opinions, and feelings when they differ from those of others. And that kind of goes with the last episode we did on people pleasers. Like compliance is a big part of being a people pleaser not wanting to have a differing opinion than other people out of fear of rejection or being shamed or just not fitting in. And, and for me, that comes from a fear of that comes from growing up in a, in an environment where having differing opinions was looked down upon with certain people in my family and it caused so much turmoil that it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth having a different opinion. Going along with things made life easier, but it hurt more because I lost myself and it took a lot for me to be able to find my voice again and understand how good it feels to be authentic within myself. Sometimes it's easier, but in the long run, it isn't better for our well-being. Another pattern is accepting sexual attention when you want love. And I know for me, this was a huge hurdle for me when I was in between relationships. I would settle for whatever attention I would get. And even if it wasn't the type of relationship I wanted, I would convince myself that is what I wanted because it was better than being alone. And I don't think that's true. I think when you're settling in a relationship for what type of attention you're getting, you're settling for sexual attention, but it's not taking you out to dinner and doting on you and and being interested in your interests and it makes you feel even less than in the long run. I think that a lot of these compliance patterns, it's just something that we do as survival. And then the longer we're doing it and in those patterns, we become resentful and we don't feel fulfilled or understood or heard or truly loved. Another compliance pattern is makes decisions without regard to the consequences. Yes, I know that one very well. Another one is give up your truth to gain the approval of others or to avoid change. And this kind of goes with the one earlier about 
being afraid to express beliefs, opinions, and feelings. Knowing that when you're complying in a situation and you feel that you need to be someone else or not yourself. And I, no matter how much I work on my codependency, this is my number one struggle is being authentically myself and feeling that that's enough and expressing my feelings. I mean, I don't think that every little situation deserves your full attention of expressing how you feel. Like, you don't always have to do it. You know, if someone you disagree with and you're in a situation where you're not going to be interacting with that person all the time, you don't have to share your opinion if you feel that it's not worth the turmoil. But in friendships that you're building or people that are in your life constantly, if you don't speak up and tell your truth, then you're going to struggle with having authentic relationships with those people because once you deny your truth once, it gets harder and harder and harder to express yourself. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. So I guess for me, a big topic for me that's really hard is privilege. And this is almost like I'm like kind of shaking talking about it on the podcast, but it's important to talk about because I grew up middle-class white female, I was awarded a lot of privilege. And for a long time, I felt very ashamed of that privilege that I had. And then I went to school as a social worker and I learned about what privilege is. And I mean, even for a little bit, I felt that like the idea that I had privilege, I thought that having privilege wiped out all my hardships in life and made it sound like I just had a free ride. And that's not true. And once I learned what privilege is and, you know, even having books in your house to read as a kid is a privilege, like the level of privilege. And all it means is that society is set up where it's easier for some people than others. Like I've never had to walk through a store and feel that I was being racially profiled and had to be in fear that they're perceiving I was going to steal something or being followed. These situations around privilege, I have learned a lot throughout my education about what privilege is and actually how privileged I am. And that that's not something to be ashamed of. It's just something that I need to be aware of so that I can behave a certain way in society and have understanding and advocate for people who don't have as much privilege or don't have the same privilege as I do. And when I have this mindset of privilege and understanding of privilege, and I'm in a situation with a group of people, and I'm not saying just at a dinner for work where you're, you're meeting people's spouses that you're not going to interact with. Like you don't have to express your opinion all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But say you're at dinner with a close group of friends that you've been building a relationship with and they are expressing that privilege is not real and they're simultaneously talking down on people, like calling them lazy and and making these stereotypes about people who do not have the same privileges as the group at this dinner talking. And 
I think compliance would be going with that and making them feel validated in that conversation. And I'm talking about privilege because for me, it's something that really is hard for me to talk about because I understand when people feel that they want to minimize privilege and that it's not real because I had those feelings at one time too. But I'd have a choice at that dinner. I could join along and tap into my old self and act like everything I've learned in school didn't happen and just tap into that old person I was and fit in. Or I could take that opportunity to talk about what I've learned in school and how I've evolved from what I've learned and, you know, and, and, and show my understanding of, yeah, like I had those same feelings too. And this is why I had those feelings. And now that I've learned about different situations and different privileges and take that as a opportunity to share my growth and my experience. And that wouldn't be me trying to change someone else's mind or change someone else's views. That would just be me simply trying to be authentic in myself and express my life and what I've learned. And it's vulnerable and it's scary and it doesn't sound fun. But at the end of the day, even if that person didn't agree with me, they would know a more authentic version of me than they would have if I would have just reverted back to my old behaviors and pretended to be someone that I'm not. And to me, that's just an example of the difference of being compliant and being authentic. I don't think that you can have compliance and authenticity at the same time. When you're choosing to be compliant, you're giving up authenticity. So... Thank you for attending my TED Talk. (laughs) Compliance can be a negative trait because it creates superficial relationships. People feel they can't trust you because you don't say what you mean and they feel betrayed. If I chose that route of compliance in that conversation with privilege and I reverted back to my old way of thinking and agreed with the group and didn't talk about what I've learned about privilege. And then fast forward three weeks and I'm at dinner with the same group of people, but an added group of five more people. And those five people have the same thoughts and feelings around privilege that I currently have. And they start having a conversation about it. And I get excited and I agree and I'm being authentic with myself of talking about my thoughts and my experience with privilege. And that same group that I was being compliant with three weeks before observe that conversation. They're going to leave that dinner being very confused. So does she agree with me or does she agree with this new group of people who expressed a totally different opinion regarding privilege? And those are the situations that you find yourself in where people feel that they are betrayed because you went along with their thought pattern in the smaller group. But then when given the opportunity to be authentic and someone's talking about a topic that you feel passionately about, you start talking about it, forgetting that you had an opposite conversation weeks ahead. I hope that makes sense. So 
when you're not being authentic with yourself, you're more likely to be caught up. I mean, it looks like lying in some ways. And it is kind of, to me, being inauthentic, it could seem harmless that you're just going along with things. But when you're building a relationship that you want to last for a long time, you're not building that relationship on trust when you're being compliant. Another issue with compliance is you feel isolated and alone because you are not showing your authentic self to others. Say I did choose that road of compliance in that original conversation about privilege. When I leave that dinner, I guarantee you that I'm not going to feel connected and heard. And even if I did choose authenticity, it might feel scary, but I still am going to feel more authentic and true to myself when I leave that dinner than I would if I just sat there and didn't share my story. I just want to say that the main reason I wanted to do this episode was to tell you that you deserve to have authentic relationships and a sense of belonging. And I know what it feels like to not feel like I belong anywhere and to feel like I don't have deep, meaningful, connecting relationships with people. And I think that for a long time, I blamed everyone else and I didn't understand why I couldn't connect with people on a level that I wanted to. And then once I started working through my codependency, I realized that I was creating a lot of roadblocks to not have that authentic relationship with people because I wasn't being authentic with myself. And so the more you show up for yourself, the more you live in your truth, the more likely you're going to have meaningful connections with others. So let's talk about what you can do to work on compliance. The first step you can take to overcome compliance patterns is to learn to be more assertive. The steps to take to become more assertive include using I statements, practicing saying no, and always remember no is a complete sentence. Rehearse what you want to say. I had to do so much role playing and rehearsing before going into family functions and environments when I was first working in my codependency. And I still have to do it to this day, but I don't have to do it as much. It kind of comes more natural and people know the real me now, so I don't have to advocate so aggressively. But I think rehearsing, if you know that you're going to be in the same situation, you know, that's the beauty is when you're in a situation When a situation presents itself and you don't react in the right way, nine times out of ten, the universe is going to present you with the same situation again. So you have that opportunity to react in the way that's authentic to you. So rehearsing what you want to say to people and how to be assertive in areas that you haven't been assertive before, like rehearsing it and hashing it out or role-playing with someone you're close to or your therapist is a really good way to learn how to be assertive. Keep your emotions in check. So for me, I have a rule that I'm not going to respond or react when I'm in a state of emotions. So I need to give myself that time to calm down before I can have a conversation. 
being assertive and sticking up for yourself doesn't need to be emotionally charged. And sometimes when you're new to being assertive and sticking up for yourself or being authentic with yourself, emotions flood through you very easily because you're learning a new way of behaving, a new way of handling situations. And quite frankly, you're being very vulnerable with people. So try to recognize when you're flooded with emotions and know that that's not the right time to react. You can always walk away, give yourself space, go to the bathroom, take some deep breaths, or choose not to say anything at all until you feel that you are emotionally in control of yourself. And the last thing you can do is just start small. Don't try to change everything at once. Just start small. Start being authentic with yourself, with the people you feel most comfortable and most connected with first. Don't feel that you need to be assertive with people who aren't safe for you to practice being assertive with. That will come later when you feel more comfortable and authentic in your own skin. According to CODA.org, ways to recover from compliance patterns include being committed to your safety and leaving situations that feel unsafe or inconsistent with your goals, being rooted in your own values even if others don't agree or become angry. And for me, being rooted in my own values, I was in my codependency for so long, I wasn't able to recognize what my own values were. So finding my values, naming them, connecting with them, making a list of my values and morals and who I am as a person and what is important to me was my first step. You can't be rooted in values you don't know you have. So I think finding yourself is a really big part of that and then being rooted in those values is important to get over compliance issues. Consider your interests or feelings when asked to participate in another person's plan. So you don't have to be a yes man or woman. You don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to go to events. If it's not something that serves you or you feel excited or joyous about, you don't need to do it. Protect your time and energy and only attend things or do things or participate in things that are going to leave you feeling more whole and good and connected. You know, you don't have to be a part of things you don't want to be a part of. Separate your feelings from the feelings of others. Allow yourself to experience your feelings and others to be responsible for their own feelings. And that's kind of what I talked about with my example earlier. If you have a friend that's mad at another mutual friend, you don't have to take on those feelings of being angry at that person. You can let them have their feelings and you can have your own feelings. And you're not dishonoring or you're not being a bad friend by not taking on other people's feelings. That's not what people want. You know, if people come to vent to you and then you take on those feelings, sometimes they might feel that they don't want to vent to you anymore because you're taking on those feelings and it's it's not allowing them to work through and process their feelings. And then they have to worry about how you're going to react on top of just working through their feelings. Respect your own feelings and opinions and express them appropriately. 
Your sexuality is grounded in genuine intimacy and connection. When you need to feel love, you express your heart's desires. Ask your higher power for guidance and consider possible consequences before making decision. And lastly, stand in your truth and maintain your integrity whether others approve or not, even if it means making difficult changes in your life. I think that it took me so long to do compliance patterns because it is so difficult for me. It is one of the patterns of codependency that I connect with most. And I can say that the more I work on it, the better I feel about myself and the more self-esteem I have because I'm being authentic to myself. And I think you align yourself with the people that are meant for you. I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast, I probably have, but the idea of building your tribe and having your people that surround and support and love you. I don't think you're capable of building your authentic tribe when you are stuck in compliance patterns. I think you have to learn to be comfortable with yourself and align with your values to be able to attract the right tribe for you and to have authentic relationships. And I can say the more I get to know myself and the more outspoken I am for my values and my thought patterns, I attract people who have aligned thoughts with me and if they don't agree with me they can express their own opinions and I respect that and people who really don't agree with me don't work so hard to be a daily part of my life and that's okay too that kind of protects me from having superficial relationships that take me down a path that are not to my highest well-being And so I know that on the surface in the beginning, I was really scared of losing relationships. But if I would have understand the authentic and deep connections I would have with new people or even people that were a part of my group before, it's worth that change. It's worth the risk of losing people that I had superficial relationships with because I'm gaining connections I never knew were possible. So I really encourage you to look inside yourself and try to get to know yourself on a better level and know what values and and assets are important to you and get to know yourself on a level that you can show others your authentic self. And don't be afraid to be you. And just know that the right people, the right friends, the right loved ones, the right relationships are out there. And the more authentic you become with yourself, the more likely you are to connect with those people. And most importantly, I'm rooting for you. I am so excited for your journey. And I just think that the more you learn about yourself, even the fact that you're willing to listen to this podcast says a whole lot about your willingness to be introspective and just learn how to be a better you. I don't think that people get enough credit for the introspective work that they do for themselves. I think if you're willing to look at your own behaviors and make changes to better yourself, you're really bettering society and you deserve the biggest round of applause. Well, thank you guys for another week with me. I love you so much. It was so nice to talk. Um, 
I hope you learned something from this episode. I know I sure did. It's always very introspective for me to sit in the closet and have a little chat. And even though I do a lot of prep work, I still learn a lot from sitting here and talking things out with you. I have my own epiphanies and I get to leave thinking about those. So I just appreciate this time with you. Thank you for being patient with the missed episodes this this last few months. And I just appreciate that you're still here listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you relate to anything in this podcast and you would love to just make my day, it would be awesome if you went to Apple Podcasts and wrote a review for the podcast. It's super helpful. That's what gets me out there and gets other people to recognize my podcast is through reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions and comments for me directly, you can DM me at Beatrice underscore spills the beans on Instagram or at codependency at Beatrice spills the beans.com. I am so thankful for my listeners. I love you guys so much. I appreciate all the DMs I get and all of the personal messages of how this podcast is helping you. Sometimes when I'm in this little closet, I don't know if it's making a difference, but I can say that it's very therapeutic for me and I'm going to keep doing it because I am fulfilled by it. I just love your guys' support so much. And like I said, if you could write a review, that would be super helpful. And just remember, awareness sparks growth, my friends. Thank you.